2: Sport Social. Let's get ready to
0: rumble!
1: Y'all ready for this? Hello, and welcome to Face Off. In this one, we're going to be covering a couple of questions about the squad, and about football to begin with, I suppose. Um, but I'll introduce my guest before we uh, get into any of that. Uh, Ali, how are you doing, buddy? Very well, guy. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since we spoke. Uh, well, yeah.
2: It must have been before Christmas, the
1: last one we got. Yeah, must have been. Must have been. But, uh... Hopefully you enjoy this one. And joining us is um, Carl Wilkinson, my par- my partner in crime over on 1UP. How are you doing, Carl?
0: Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? I'm
1: good, man. I'm good. Um So, there's only one place for us to start, and it's not about Liverpool, surprisingly. But um we are doing this on the Thursday morning and literally like an hour and a bit before the pod. Manchester United broke some news that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has got the job on a permanent basis on a three-year deal. Due to them being our biggest rivals, and it might be a bit funny to talk about it, we might as well talk about it a smidge. Um, Ali, I'll start with you. I mean, obviously when they were linked with Pochettino as a Dan before he went to Real Madrid, you kind of think that's a bit of a worry, because they'll get him back on track. But they've hired Solskjaer. I mean, he's obviously done a good job, but I kind of find it funny, if anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, before we move, we do kind of have to praise the job he's done to Be fair, um, it would have been very. I mean, taking it back to Liverpool for a second, say like Gerard, who most idiots want as our long term manager at some point, right? If he comes in and does that job and then doesn't get the job, you know, the, the outrage it would spark among the fan base. So, I think United kind of they had to make this mm. point. You know, he's he has, I don't know what more he could do to earn the job. Long term it's funny as hell because it's just not going to work. I don't know how much of the decisions he's making behind the scenes there's loads of rumours that Fergie's having you know, massive influences in it. Um, but maybe that's smart on Solskjaer's part you know, using somebody like Ferguson for that but I mean oh, in, the, in the long term. I, I genuinely don't think he makes it through next season. Um, as permanent manager, um, I do think they want a, a bigger name, uh, Zidane-esque, uh, Pochettino, which, forgetting Zidane, I think Pochettino is the one they should be going for. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, long term, it's great for, for Liverpool and the rest of the, like, the rivals and the, the top four, because I, I just don't see this, this form sustainable.
1: Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. I mean, Carl, your thoughts on it? I mean, he's obviously done well, as we've mentioned, but it's a huge job in the summer considering the rebuild they need.
0: That's it. I mean, uh, as um, as I said when you put the news in our WhatsApp this morning, I was like, sacked by Christmas, because that's mm. exactly what I'd expect. I mean, he's came in there, he's got a reaction. I mean, he's he's embedded in the whole United thing. He's a fan favourite. You know, he's going to, the fans are going to back him and, and the players known the history he has the club are, are probably going to get in on, on what he wants them to do, at least initially. So it's no surprise he's gotten that reaction. I mean, he, he did the simple things. He's taken the shackles off their best players who happen to be their attacking players, you know, Paul Pogba, Rashford, Martial to a degree. And he's gotten joy out of that, but. We've already seen at times some, some cracks defensively. I mean, the same problems that there were at Cardiff when he was Cardiff manager. And I mean, if you look at what Cardiff fans say about Solskjaer, I mean, they, they despise the guy. They, mm. they, he just came in and blew a load of money on a load of crap and got them relegated. You know, it's just. They they don't like him at all. They, they you know sometimes with a you know a club in that position like uh, a manager might say oh but well, he was unlucky he didn't have much money to work with and you know this and that restrictions and but he had money there and he and he just he blew it. So I mean I I, I don't think he's a, a proven manager yet. Um and I I think that's because he's still got a lot to learn. Maybe there's some potential there based on the reaction he has gotten at United, but I think he probably needs more time in the, the oven, so to speak, and I, I don't think, I think that the furnace is quite hot at United, I don't think he's going to get that time, and when things start to get rough, you know, people are going to get on his back quite quickly, you know, rather rather than being behind them as they have been, So, which is why I wouldn't expect them to, to last too too long, and, and there is like a, a rebuild in some areas of the squad required there, they've got a lot of aging players, and some holes, and I mean, is Solskjaer the man to, to pick those players? And I know they're planning to bring in a, a sporting director and that's what United fans are telling themselves. Oh, the sporting director will get the right players and then the manager will do the right things with the right players. But, you know, it's, it's not so easy. You know, I look at Arsenal. I've, I've been trying to get a sporting director in, in place. I mean, they, they kind of, the, the guy from Dortmund came in and, you know, he he did. I know he wasn't quite their sporting director. They had kind of a weird structure, but he's already gone. They thought they were getting Monchi from Roma, but he decided to go back to Sevilla. Um, so it, it's it's not always easy, and you know, you can get the wrong sporting director. You can fail to get the one you want. You know, it's I I think it, having a manager who knows the market and is experienced is, is important at any club. I mean, Klopp's not our sporting director, but he still knows the players he wants and he's he's been around he's he's led successful teams and Sasha doesn't have that pedigree so if I was a united fan i'd I'd be concerned about next season because it seems like they're just signing a temporary option to be honest, yeah, we kind
1: of had a similar situation with kenny and obviously he got um cups in his first season and um yeah second season did go as well but um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how um it builds on from short-term success, even though in the league I think they've actually fell more points behind us <laughs> since he took over, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough on United. It'll be funny to see how it might be funny. Hopefully, it'll be funny to see how <laughs> it pans out. Um, we might have egg on our faces come next season, but I do agree. I'm I'm seeing Mike feeling it in charge next season at some point. Um, so yeah, we'll start with the Liverpool stuff and. This one, as I mentioned in the intro bit, we're kind of just going to be jumping all over the place. This will be more about the squad than um, any game. Maybe we'll touch on the Spurs game a bit at the end if we have time. But, um, Ali, there's only one place to start and that's with the front three. And specifically, I'm going to start with Salah. Um, I've put lack of form, but I'll change it to lack of goal scoring form because I think he's still playing well in, in, in mostly the game, most of the games, but, um, his his form in front of goals really worrying at the minute. Uh,
2: I just I disagree in your your first part. I I don't think he's played that well at all. I and know really. the stats. Like if you base it just on stats, I guess you know you can argue his form, especially when you're comparing it to others. But you know, just going by the eye, which is what you know most fans will do. I he just doesn't look. He's been the worst of our front three all season in nearly every game. Oh, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I I think he has. I mean, with Bobby, I mean, even when he's playing bad, you know, he's the defensive side of his game is always good. So it makes him look better. But with Salah, I feel, I feel he's slower. I feel his touches off. Um, He's, he's trying pop shots. It, It feels sometimes in some games, it looks like there's no connection at all. With the front three, um, whereas obviously last year it was, you know, it was so fluid. Um, maybe we're just spoiled from last year, um, and especially with Salah that we're seeing this, um, like we're highlighting it more. Mm. Um, but it's definitely a concern. But what I would say, speaking to like even rival France or friends of mine, and that is, you know, he's going to he's going to hit that, you know, that purple patch where just everything goes right for him, and he's not hit one at all this season. So maybe it's going to come in the last what's it seven games. Yeah, um, I think but, so, yeah. but it's, it's definitely it's definitely a concern. Like um, as you say, I couldn't care less if he didn't score for the rest of the season if his play was more like last season. You know he's involved in like, but it it seems I don't know if defenders are doubling up on him or they're just they're not even as worried about him now. But it, I just don't feel he's as effective at all, and not even in the goal scoring charts, and it, and. The overall play for me has been a concern. and I've said this also even across on on my podcast when we're reviewing like the weekend's games. It's just I'm just waiting on this purple patch to hit um, to the point I've took him out of my fantasy team and hope that he just you know he bites me in the bum.
1: <laughs> I have done that this week as well. So if it doesn't go right, if it doesn't go right <laughs> for him now, he's fucked. <laughs> uh, I do disagree about the um, worst all season. I mean, for, I think the first. Half of the season, at least, I thought he was definitely the best one of the front three. Myself, I thought. I think Firmino's been patchy at best all season, and I think Mane's only really came into um, the reckoning since January. Myself, I think Salah's probably been the best. I'd probably say Salah's been the best out for me personally. But I'll see what Carl says, and then I'll let you come back, Ali. Um, what, what What have you made of Salah this season, Carl?
0: I think it's it's been mixed. I'd agree with you guys. that I thought he was the best in the first half of the season. I mean, Mane had some some decent runs of scoring goals, but he wasn't playing particularly well. I, I thought Firmino, especially at the very start of the season, was a bit lackluster. Even mm. I mean, Ali credits his his pressing game, but I don't even think that was quite there. And I think maybe it was kind of some fatigue from being away at the World Cup and not having as mu- as much of a break and. Not been involved in preseason, you know, th- these kind of factors didn't help things. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of people, myself included, that wanted Daniel Sturridge to start the first two or three games of the season because of how good he was in preseason and knowing that, that Bobby had that lack of preseason and, and had been away with, with Brazil for an extended period. So, uh, like, I, I, I think Bobby's definitely come better. In in recent weeks, I think, but especially his his work rate. But I I think it's probably been one of Bobby's worst seasons in a Liverpool shirt. I'm not saying he's been awful or or anything by any stretch. Don't read into that too much. But definitely, I I think he hasn't been quite there. And and Mane, as we said, he's been brilliant in recent weeks. But, you know, as a lot of people have pointed out, a lot of that is to do with that people are doubling up on Salah, which is freeing up Mane to, to. a lot more space for Mane that, that he wouldn't have gotten previously. And I think you're probably going to have the reverse to that and possibly that will lead to Salah's purple patch that mm, Ali is, is waiting for. Because I think teams, are, managers are going to be like, oh, Mane's on good form, we've got to watch him. Which is going to probably take that extra man off Salah, which is going to free Salah up to do more damage. Now, I, I think definitely in front of goal, Salah hasn't quite been there in, in recent weeks. And I do think, you know, he maybe needs just that, that bit of Maybe on his side, maybe a cheeky brace that'll give him the, the kind of confidence to, to get his, his lethal instinct back in front of goal. And I'm sure that will come back to him. But I mean, we've, we've just got to be patient for the moment. But I, I think with Salah, what I will credit him in recent weeks, well, the one criticism I usually have of Salah is I don't think he does enough defensively, which I think sometimes we get punished for, especially because Trent, like Trent's a decent de- defensive player. But he's not a great, he's more for his attacking side. So when you've got the two of them on the right side, sometimes teams can take advantage of that and overload the left and, and cause lots of problems. But I've noticed in recent weeks, like Salah, a lot more tracking back and stuck in, which is, is great to see because I think it's needed in this league. It's something that even when Mane is playing badly, Mane will do that. And Salah doesn't, or at least didn't until recently, but we're starting to see it. So I do credit that. And I think. Salah, like, is, like, he knows that he's getting doubled up on, so he's not gonna, and he's not getting as many chances. He's definitely missing some chances he should be taking, don't get me wrong, but he's not getting as many chances as like, I remember at the start of last season, it felt like he was getting two or three one-on-ones every second game and missing mm. them. Like, his first few games, he was, he was fluffing chances. He's not getting that amount of chances at the moment, but I think he knows people are doubling up on, and he's taking advantage of that. He's drawing as many defenders as he can to create that space for Bobby and Mane. So, I think he is contributing still, um, even in what is probably a, a poor form for, for his high standards that he set himself. But, like, I'm not concerned, as I said. I think these things come, they're they going kind to of dip and rise, and I, I do think Salah probably is going to rise, most likely in the last few weeks, because, as I said, I, I do think Mane is going to take a bit of the attention now, and and so he should, because if you leave him with space, he's going to punish you at the moment, so... I'm I'm not too concerned. I I don't think it's it's quite as harsh a situation as as um Ali seems to to feel. Though uh, you know, of course, I'd love to have the Salah last season back. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he came back, oh, I'd I'd be confident of possible. Well, no, no, I won't say it. i will jinx it. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ali, I mean, you've heard what both me and Carla said. What is that? Swayed yeah. you? or made you think differently? No,
2: I, I still no, I still. I mean, I can only go by off what I'm, what I'm watching. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, but I've just looked at the numbers. Salah's got twenty goals this season, the same as Mane. Um, mm-hmm. He's got, he's got ten assists. Mane's got four assists. So even his number, as I said at the start of my thing, I mean, the stats are there to say that that's twenty goals and ten assists. are is a good season for a, for a winger. And bear in mind, we haven't been exactly as Carl pointed out. You know, we're not making a lot of clear-cut chances um, like we were last season. You know, we're a bit more methodical. um, Well, and Salah's never been that clinical striker. Um, Carl mentioned it as well. I mean, the first ten games, Salah—if you're talking about clear-cut chances—arguably could have had about twenty goals. Um, It felt like he was missing. You know really easy chances. So, he, so he's never been that just one sh- one shot, one goal kind of player. So I guess maybe, as Carl says, maybe our worry is a bit over-exaggerated just purely because of the situation we're in. And it's more that fan panic in us um, than anything.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that I'll, I'll I'll leave this on to Bobby more specifically, actually, because I think, for me, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Carl. I'm not too worried about Salah's form. Myself, I mean, it'd be great if he scored. I mean, that'd be lovely. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. I, I think he will come good. Where if we move on to Bobby, I think, um, I think that the fact that Bobby is obviously only had one elite goal scoring season, which was last season, that kind of makes me worry that he's, he's not going to recapture that for me.
2: But has he ever been that player?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my
2: point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, without, I mean, last season, if, like, he scored quite a lot last year, I don't know what numbers he got. I mean, that was quite a, you know, that was a great season for him, but just in general, when he's not scoring, the biggest concern with Bobby is when, you know, he's not working and everything Mm. isn't clicking. Like, Bobby will never, I mean, he's got 13 goals and five assists this season. Um, which for a number nine, which he's, but he's not that standard, typical number nine. Without Bobby, Mari and Salah don't work. You know, because of his movement. And that would be the biggest concern. When, when Bobby's off, I feel our whole, you know, front six don't work. So it's not like we need the goal scorer. Not it's, if, if he could get, there's 13, if he could get, say, 15 goals a season, you know, in all competitions, but playing the way our Bobby does, you know, not the, not the poor mm. Bobby. If we can get him playing that, you know, really enjoying football, really the way, you know that way he was at the start of the season, we continue there. You know, yeah. that Bobby, you know, if we can get that on 80% of games, you know, that's more important to me than Bobby scoring 30 goals in a season. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I just feel his, the way he plays affects our team much more than, than anyone else in the team. Um, bar maybe Van Dyke.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see where that, obviously, I agreed with that, um, a couple of last season, but I think, I think this year, I think this year it's been kind of different. I think Bobby's not, I think obviously he's still got all the pressing and stuff there. But in terms of his link up play, I think we've started to play, or I think we excel more when we play more through Salah than Bobby. And I think Bobby's link up play is probably what worries me most this season. But I do agree once Bobby's on form, he's probably the most noticeable player on the pitch because, I mean, We'll we'll come on to Lalana in a bit, but people talk about Lalana making one tackle he's, and then he's, he's back. Good. But yeah, but when Bobby's on form, you just see he's pretty much a defensive midfielder at the front. It's it's like it's scarily good. But um yeah, I think that's my worry for Bobby this season. I've, I've I'd like him to score more goals, obviously, but his link-up play for me has just been off. Um That,
2: that yeah, that I agree with. That's, that's, that's even his passing. I feel this season's been a bit sloppy. You know, even mm. the five-yard points. Um, I mean, I don't know if you watched them for Brazil. Um, no, I didn't. Oh, just it, it was the Bobby last season. You know, he, he one of his assists, he stops the ball dead and rolls the ball like uh, not really dead, but he, he cushions a pass like a two-yard pass to the striker to score, and then his pressing leads to a defensive mistake, tackling the ball, and then him firing it past the goalkeeper. You know, it's just just what exactly what we want from Bobby. You know, everything of last season. Um, if you there's there's a couple of clips going about Twitter, I'll try and get them to send to them guy. But that's the Bobby that basically that you're describing. That's what we want. You know, mm. chipping in with few more goals when it's not working, but all the link up play being there. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's just the break. I know he's away playing, but you know, just being back home. Mm. Yeah, that's a fair
1: point. That's a fair point. But I mean, anything can. He might just like Coutinho that much. <laughs> it inspires him a player. <laughs> well, uh, I mean,
2: we, we all we, we do mock it, but like players, like I mean, he had at one point last season. Did last season Phil leave? Start of last season? Uh, January. January, yeah. So the first half of last season, he had obviously he had Phil. He had Moreno. It was himself. Uh, he'd only just lost Lucas, you know. So that was his family group that kind of all lived close by, and you. I know he finished off the season well, but you know when you're in form, it's hard to to lose that. So maybe just over the summer, just all those little things could affect him. You know, there's this just that South American not having that group all together when I mean, he's lost his best his best pal. He's Lucas was a big. We we mocked Lucas a lot, but you know he was a big mentor to these guys coming over. Um, I think they've all come out and said it. Uh, so it's like only him and Moreno, and you don't know how Moreno's going to have been just now. We're not getting. As many games, Mm. all the talk of leaving, all these little things will affect him as such. Um, And you just don't know if that plays back. And as you say, just that going home might just be good for him. Um, We'll only know when he comes back more. Might be a load of crap and he's he's still not, you know, the Bobby of old. Um, And then maybe it's time to not, I don't want to like, don't mean get rid of him, but maybe time to look for, you know, an alternative so that we've got options. Because just now the drop-off between Bobby to a similar player really is Lolana. And uh. that's not really what we want to be going into a title run with or to challenge again next season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. Um, Carl, um, your thoughts on Bobby? And then we'll bring up Marnie. And hopefully that'll, that'll bring on the uh, happy stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, as I said already, like I, I do, I'd agree with you that I don't think he's he's quite been at his, his uh best for large spells this season. Um, what what I would say is like I, I kind of see where Ali's coming from in that Bobby is well as you said, guy, this season you don't feel we've been relying on Bobby as much for the the link up and that because it hasn't quite been there from him at times. But what I would say is you know going going with what Ali said is. That when Bobby's on it, you know, and he's getting that defensive side and that link up side, you know, that's when Liverpool are their best. That's like, I look at the Arsenal game, like when we went 1-0 down and then Bobby just decided to grab the game by the scuff of the neck and just turn it on and we, we just, we made fools of Arsenal for, for spells of that game and, and Bobby was central to that, you know, he was pressing them like a demon, he was, you know, he's, he, he seen his passes, he got them off quickly, I mean, he, he beaten players for fun. I mean, and that's what Bobby is when he's at his best. And, you know, while I I think goals aren't the most important side of his games, I think Mm. the goals are a bonus that are inevitable when he's on that form, when he's got his pressing game Mm. and his link-up game down. He's so confident. He's got that swagger that he's just, he he can pull off anything almost and he's going to get goals. Um, I mean, it's a shame that he hasn't been able to do that more often this season. And, you know, we can only speculate on the reasonings for that. You know, maybe it is kind of a a build-up of, you know, kind of his closer mates, as Ali suggested, leaving the club. And, you know, as I suggested earlier, maybe it's the World Cup and and not getting that kind of start, like, launching start of the season that that uh, he'd usually get. I mean, maybe these factors have all combined, and, and that's led to this season, which is, you know, if we disregard the season where he started under his first season, because your first season is always going to be tough, and also he changed a manager and all that, um, th- this probably has been his, his worst full season, barring that so far. And even if he does go on a good run towards the end of the season, and, and hopefully he does, I, I wouldn't rule out a couple of his trademark braces in, in the games to come. But um even so it's it's not been that bad when you look at the numbers that he's he's managed already as Ali pointed out like it's we're looking at was it 13 goals five assists yeah that mm-hmm. that th- that's not bad at all especially if you could see him you could see him getting another even four or five goals in the across the two competitions and another couple of assists and yeah, that's not a bad return for any forward i mean it, it's clear uh, as last time i was on i think was the everton game and something I highlighted was like our lack of squad depth in compared to, to Man City. And I think one area where that's clearly visible is up top because, you know, look at the options we have. Like Shaqiri started well, but then again, a lot of his better games came from deeper in, in midfield, not really in the front three. Um, Sturridge had a good start, but he's fallen off. We we don't know exactly why. We could, we could speculate on that, but it just makes me sad to do so. And then Origi... Oregy's done all right. Like he's he's works hard and he, he's gotten a couple of nice goals, but he's still not ideal. And I, I think if we had a better player there, I don't think Orriggy would be seeing those minutes. And mm. but I think Klopp recognizes that, and that that's why we're being linked with, with forwards. And it, it's there's talk that that could be our big signing this summer it could be a forward, and that's what we need because you know Salah, Firmino, Mane—they're all going to have their dips, and that's when you want. A good player pushing them to be their best, and when they're they can't be their best, that good player is going to come in off the bench and and get involved and and do their part, and that that's that's really what we need. I mean, that's that's my biggest concern with our front three is the lack of quality cover. To be honest, yeah,
1: that that's a very good point. That is a very good point. But um, we've kind of mentioned the two out of form. Carl, I'll stick with you for Mane, just to get statty for a sec, I think his conversion rate um, recently has been better than Messi's, which speaks volumes, <laughs> um, but Sadio Mane in 2019 specifically has been the best player in the Premier League, maybe, except Van Dijk.
0: Yeah, that's, I'd, I'd probably agree with that, I mean, he's he's on fire, I mean... It's crazy looking at that. As you said, I, I read that myself about the conversion rate. And I mean, I remember reading a, an article from Sam McGuire, I think last year about how like people were complaining about Mane missing chances and not getting as many goals as Bobby and, and Salah. And like he made the argument that Mane's role has changed and he's kind of with the Catinho leaving that he's dropped into more of a kind of creative link up role. And you know, he kind of highlighted certain. Attacks that, that he was involved in, and, you know, he made some brilliant points and, and it was almost like though he was excusing, you know, kind of, cause we've seen some mana, you know, even earlier this season, last season, like he, he misses some mm. kind of chances that, that you'd even fancy yourself sometimes to slot in, you know, he comes one on one and just puts it onto the top of the net or hits the post or, you know, he, he, sometimes he, he fluffs his chances and, um, I think suddenly we've we've seen him turn into this lethal finisher and I think even his biggest fans might not have seen that coming but just shows what confidence can do and it, I think I'd, I'd almost parallel it to a former Liverpool player that unfortunately now plays for our title rivals in, in Raheem Sterling who I used to give a lot of abuse for his finishing you know even obviously when he was at Liverpool he was young but at Man City, I'd say he can only score when it hits off his arse or when he's two yards and just taps it in <laughs> an empty net. But suddenly he's finishing chances like, a, you know, here, there and everywhere. And uh, it just shows what, what confidence can do for these players that seemingly before th- didn't look like they could, could hit the side of a barn door, you know. But uh, it's, it's good to see because I, I think we needed this from Mane. It was a concern a few weeks ago where none of our front three seemed to be kind of hitting the, the levels they can and and we were thinking you know where the the goals going to come from so Mane coming into form when we needed the most is so important in, in keeping the the title race alive because I think without Mane's current form we probably would be a, mm. probably would have drew a couple more games and, and the title race would be basically be over so thank thank god for Sane or for Mane don't know where that
1: we could get Sal there too. That would be lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. He's one of those that got away. But no, Mane has been fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's sustainable. I'm sure he's going to dip back into, uh, especially as I said when we were talking about Salah, if if um, more teams started to, to pay more attention to Mane and, and put more shackles on him. You know, it is going to be a lot harder for him. But but then I'd hope that that Bobby and and Salah can can pick up the slack there when a little more space opens up for them. That would be the hope. But for now, Mane is the main man. And, you know, for for his sake, I'm I'm glad it's it's finally come because, I mean, it wasn't so long ago that, you know, he was being linked to moves away. and, And I'd see some fans honestly saying, Oh, I'd sell Mane yeah. if we could make like 60 70 million and we could get X player or Y player I think they're better and they have more potential and you know as, as someone who loved Mane and wanted us to sign him all along you know it saddened me to see that so I'm, I'm glad now that he's getting his time in the spotlight you know cuz Bobby and Salah have you know had their fair share of the spotlight and you know I'm I'm happy for Mane because you know you can see he's enjoying his football he's laughing he's smiling and you know when your players are laughing and smiling that's if you could have an uh, eleven of players who are laughing and smiling they're they're probably winning trophies and that's what you want to see so i mean it's it's just it's brilliant to 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 see his form and i I'm just hoping it can continue for that bit longer, yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> if it continues for the rest of the rest of his Liverpool career that would be fantastic, but I'd probably just take to the rest the rest of this season at the minute um Ali. I think it's fair to say pre this run you weren't the biggest fan of Mane.
2: I, I, I still have the same opinion of Mane overall. Mm. I believe he's a very good athlete. Um, I've always questioned his not football and ability, obviously because a professional football player in the Premier League, but the consistency, yeah. yeah, just just even just general play, you know, he's his touch always seemed a bit off. You know, he was just very fast and very strong. Um, an incredible athlete. Like his finishing was terrible. His passing was off His his first touch was Lukaku esque at times. Um, and it, it was just frustrating. And I mean, going back, kind of what Carl said. Just of the three, I'd, I'd happily not happily, but you know, if a big offer comes in, you're, there's the talk of 150 million for Manny. I'm snapping their hand off. That's ridiculous money for Manny. And you think if they're willing to pay that for that, like what what is Bobby and Salah were, you know, when they're hitting peak form, going to respective clubs. Um, and an ideal well, world, I don't want to get rid of any three of them. They uh-huh. still have great chemistry. And what Carl said about happy and smiling, like people were being mocked, like questioning Salah about that um, at the start of the season. But he, but he's right. Like if you're enjoying football, you're playing well, and it makes everything you do just seems to then be natural. You know, you're not forcing it. You're not thinking about it. Um, and that's exactly what Manny's like just now. You know, he's just, he seems, everything's just at ease. You know, just, I don't, I don't even know a good analogy for it, but it just, everything just, it's just so simple. When you're, when you're happy and, and life is good for you, you know, everything you do seems to come off, you know, silly little, if you put a bet on for the football, something will come in or, you know, you'll, you'll find a pound on the street sort of thing. You know, it's just one of those, you know, the sun is shining, he's happy. And everything's clicking well, and we just need like it. Always seems to be the sun just seems to shine on one player at a time this season. And where where the biggest frustration through through the three of them is, we just wish it would shine on both at the same time, or even you know let's get greedy and get all three clicking. Um, and that's the biggest frustration of it all, really. Um, but I, I'm not sure if my opinion on Manny will ever change overall. But I'm delighted the form he's in. If we can keep this up, great. Yeah, I'm kind of in the, uh,
1: the middle between you both. I mean, Carl
2: mentioned,
1: um, he, he wanted them all along. I, I was in the camp. That's got egg on his face when he started doing well. Yep. Um, yeah, me too. So yeah. I'll, so I'll shut up there. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: But then I didn't want storage as well. Can I point out? So, um, that, that completely bit me in the ass, that day.
1: We need to get you on the transfer committee and just do the opposite <laughs> of what you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I think, I think man is re- he's really developed. Brilliantly. I think, um, parts of this season and last season, uh, consistency has been an issue, but if, if this form continues, he's going to be, well, he'll be, there's a reason he's linked with uh, Real Madrid again, put it that way, but I, I don't think, don't think Real Madrid have that much power and we don't... Mm. Mm, I've jinxed it now, haven't I? This <laughs> is
2: still so Real Madrid, remember? Yeah, we they'll do different. something dodgy.
0: They don't have yeah. anyone
1: in the Senegal national team I can think of, so we'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, a man has been different levels this season and the fact that he's, he's beating Messi at something stat-wise, it'll do me. Um... But we've spent quite a lot of time on the front three there, um, but we'll move on to midfield, where and we'll spend the rest of the pod I imagine talking about. <laughs> um, Ali, I'll start with you, probably with a harsher view, uh, and I imagine you didn't watch England uh, in, in the international break, because I barely did. But um, Henderson played well. I, I watched the first game, he played well, and then in the second game, he, he came on a bit further forward and got more involved. Um Obviously, Henderson causes a lot of debate on, on social media, and, and both sides of the extremes are wrong, let's be honest. Somewhere in the middle is the correct yeah. ground. But um, I think it's fair to say yours locked in the number six position. So my question to you is, Henderson can obviously play further forward, but we've not really seen him thrive there in the little bits we've seen, especially when Ginny's playing. But do you think he can eventually play that role, or do you think the fact that Ginny's got the other midfield position locked out, that Ginny and Henderson kind of cancel each other out? I still struggle to
2: work out what Ginny's doing in this three that you I mentioned. Forgot, I forgot you don't like Ginny. Um, <laughs> can Henderson do it? Yes. Does he have a long-term future with us? He probably does, but should he? Probably not. Um, you summed up, you know, like, both sides of Twitter, Henderson debate are are just idiots, you know, they both exaggerate the opposite way to defend themselves, just because the other sides, you know, doing the same to try and defend them. Mm-hmm. Um, H- Henderson's a, you know, a six, seven out of ten most weeks when he's not playing. That he's not a good DM. Like I think we all agree there. Um, mm-hmm. He can do a job there in certain games if we need to. But he's when you well, now that we've got Fabinho, you know, a proper DM. We we don't we don't need Henderson there. Can Henderson play a job further forward? Absolutely. You know he's still got energy. He just can't do it every week. I mean, it's just it's just you know medical problem. You know he's just not. He's I, I think it's his heel. Um, I think Neil in our group chat talked. He's got someone similar. He just can't mm. do it regularly. You know it needs to be a he couldn't do it three times in a week sort of thing. And he just needs to manage game time. I mean he could. You know he's a, he's a good sub player to have for the next. I mean, he's, he's not old, so you could have him still for the next four seasons. You know, as a, mm, as a side club He signed a new, a new thing, contract yeah. last season you know, he as well. T- yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to spend big money on him. Um, he's, I don't think he's on stupid wages. Oh, I don't see, like... I'm not Henderson's biggest fan, and I just don't think he should be starting um, all the time, mainly in the three that he seems to start with. Mm. But he's more than capable of doing a, you know, a decent job and, and games and coming off as sub, you know, because he does the strength he does have is his energy and running and pressing, and that's when he's suited to further forward. Yeah, I
1: mean, I agree with everything you said. That. I think even in games this season, we've seen him be excellent when he starts. I think yeah. it's just picking the right games and the right partners, as you said. I think we've kind of both alluded to it. When he starts, I think his best performance has just been him and for being your. In a two, in a two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if you pick the right partners for him, I think Henderson's a very useful part of the squad. Um, and he can he can have a starting place in some game. I mean, I wouldn't trust him against the elite of the elite, if I'm honest. But um, I, I agree. Still, he's definitely
2: got used to the squad. Uh, our, our biggest problem with Henderson isn't so much Henderson. It means it seems to be the other midfielders around him. We've got three very semi semi midfielders. Mm. You know, so like, we, we ultimately see Fabinho's qualities. Henderson could be doing the same job, um, but Fabinho's just got that little bit more, so he stands out. Um, where Henderson's very safe at times, but it just means nobody's going forward, and that's where our frustration as fans come in, when we've got three midfielders, you've got one who's anonymous for 89 minutes, you've got Fabinho, and then you've got Henderson. <laughs> but being realistic, if Henderson and Fabinho make the same mistake, Henderson's going to take the bulk of the blame. Um, and I I mean, I don't even like Henderson, but it's a fact. And it's purely because what Henderson does good, Fabinho does better. Yeah. And and it's in the same game. You know, he's, whilst uh, he's a good DM, Fabinho's also making, you know, more attacking runs, more attacking passing. Um, and whilst he's the DM, he's still getting back into position to do the same job. You know, he's not just disappearing. He's just that, you know, that, remember that sacco pass that just, you know, missed out a player and went to the next one and mm. set up attack. You know, Fabinho seems to do that, whereas Henderson doesn't. Henderson, the only forward pass he seems to play for Liverpool is that long diagonal. Yeah. Which then we then get frustrated in because that doesn't suit our wingers and doesn't suit our play because he plays it so you're challenging for a header, not in behind. Um, but he's passed for Sterling, for England. Was outstanding in the international. Um and we want that Henderson. If that Henderson turns up for Liverpool, I'll keep him as a squad player and and starter, not just a sub, but in the squad. Um, which I don't believe we've got a first eleven. I do believe we've got the, uh like a fifteen, say, mm. uh, and I'm more than happy for him to be a part of it if that's the Henderson that turns up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree pretty much everything we said. Carl, um, your thoughts on Henderson? I thought this would turn into a bit more of a
0: harsher segment, but. Look at us speaking sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I never think Henderson's as as bad as some people make out. Uh, I think I'd I'd kind of, I'd, uh, there's certain things both of you have said about him that I'd I'd kind of really agree with. I mean, I agree with Ali that like he, he is a he's a good squad player. You know, he's a good sub I mean, I, I've made that argument a few times in our WhatsApp group that like I think when we're you know one or two nil up or you know and we want to see out a game last twenty minutes, Henderson's a good player to bring on because, you know, when you add him to, to midfield, especially if you add him, let's say you take off Genie and you bring in Henderson, you know, he, he kind of settles things down. He, he adds a bit more grit in there. He's, I think he's a little more physical than Genie is. So if you have him in there with Fabinho, it's, it's better for seeing out a, a result. I mean, I, I like the way you pointed out guy that him and Fabinho as a two has, has been quite good because I, I've seen that as well. I, I do like them as a two. And I, I think in, in certain matches, you know, that that can be a useful option to have. But, I mean, as Ali put it, because of medical reasons, Henderson can't play every week anyway, even if we shove aside what what we do or don't think about his qualities. He can't play every game. And I think for that reason, you, you've got to pick and choose with, with Henderson. Some weeks he can just be that that kind of sob to, to see your result out. You know, other weeks, you know, if if you want to start him with Fabinho, if if Genie's out of form, which Genie has kind of dipped recently, and it could just be fatigue because he's played a lot of football. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was making the arguments that Genie should be one of the midfielders in the Premier League team of the the year, and there's still an argument for that, but I think he's he's (laughs) kind of dipped off in recent weeks, and and, I mean, he he has become the the ghosts that that Anfield Index like like to make make fun of him four times, and that the the kind of mocking name and he has been kind of anonymous in in recent weeks and i know Henderson's henderson <laughs> where release was injured for a couple of weeks but it, it's a shame that we couldn't have had just fabinho and henderson then went to, to come in there while Jeannie has had that tip i mean i i think moving forward there's some fans that i see on twitter that are like oh we're going to sell henderson this summer and i'm like what evidence backs that up like there's nothing at all Klopp clearly rates him he's still club captain he's going to be club captain he might not be match day captain a lot as much next season maybe Van Dijk will get the armband a lot more but I, I think with you know Lalana for me I'll likely move on if Leeds get promoted which they're kind of doing their best job to, to screw that up at the moment hmm. I could see Milner going there Um, you know he has that option to renew his contract but I could, could see him going to Leeds on a yeah. free and I'm sure we we give him a pat on the back and and wave him off and say you know cheers for the service because he, he's done a good job for us. But I mean, with, with them two going, I I could see us bringing in a new midfielder and then you know, but you know, obviously Ox will be back and have a full season next season. Um, but then I still think there's a place for Henderson and the squad to to be, as we've said, you know that that sob one week and then the the next week starting against the, the right side. But I probably would prefer him as the eight rather than the the six. I mean, he can do a job at six if we're if we're desperate. If if desperate desperate's harsh, if you know, if if Fabinho's out or if Fabinho needs a rest, and if we're playing like a a Cardiff or, a you know whoever, I, I think Henderson is is more than suitable for that role. But ideally, I do like to see him in the eight because I, I think he's he's best when he can kind of get forward and and use his energy and and show. Glimpses of the Henderson of, of 13-14, you know, that, that's, we do, he can't do that for 90 minutes anymore, but he, he can do it for, for, for half a game, you know, and, and we, we could do with that at times. So I think he definitely has a job to, to do. And I mean, as, as I didn't watch the England game, but I, I heard some good things and I, I seen some highlights. And if, if he can bring that to the fold in the, the last couple months of the, the season, then that, that can only benefit Liverpool.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I'll move on from Henderson because I don't. Have, I, I think we've covered him quite well and quite fairly there. You're not sure.
2: You're not sure how to do this now. You n- thought no, this is going to be a no, battle.
1: I was expecting you. Well, th- <laughs> this bit, this bit, you'll definitely bash. <laughs> um, the came back into the fold alley. Um, did all right against Burnley. I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, and then, uh, Fulham, I think he played against, and he was kind of back to not doing anything. Um, so Ali, I mean, do, do you agree with, um, Klopp bringing back Lilana ahead of, um, Kater? I think Shakiri's been injured, uh, which just came out this week, but ahead of Kater again, ahead of Milner, kind of, well, Milner's still ahead of him, but overall, I think, but, um, what, what have you made of Lallana coming back? Mm.
2: It's Lohana. Um, he's still the most frustrating player in our squad. Um, I I still believe he's got ridiculous ability, like natural footballing ability, but he just doesn't seem to have. Not I don't want to say the brain for it, but he just never pieces it together. You know, he doesn't. He's like you know those um, those two Techer boys who always do the YouTube videos, mm. um, D two or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah. He reminds me of those, you know. He's, he's got a great touch. He's got great skill, um, but he just doesn't seem to piece it together to be a footballer. Um, it's just a bit frustrating. As for bringing him in, ahead, I mean, it's hard to judge because he came on as a sub, obviously, in that Burnley game, didn't he? No, no, he started. But did he started that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. You, I mean, the two, like against, like uh, for me, I think Katar's checking out. I really do. I just. I don't know how he can sit and watch a Lallana start ahead of him. And even like some Milner and Henderson and, and Wijnaldum at times this season. Um, well, all the time this season, really. But, I mean, <laughs> over Milner and Lolana I mean, they're totally different players. So, I can understand if it's between the two of those. Say Keita's got a knock and we don't know and it's between Lolana or Milner. Well, Milner's obviously been, you know, decent at times this season. They are different players of Klopp's looking for a certain... Type, shall we say? Mm. Um, so it's kind of hard to 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 slag him off just for that. Um, but I mean, I think we've we've gave Klopp enough bashings you know, over his loyalty to certain players, in groups, and and justifiably so. I mean, I, this is not going like we're we're not claiming we want Klopp sacked in thingy, but he's he's not above criticism and his loyalty to certain players and and certain situations and. Just stubbornness at times. Um and I and I feel he has that with Lalana. I mean Carl mentioned that he reckons Lalana could be sold, but um I'm not so sure myself. We can only cope. That, <sighs> that sounds hor- I, that sounds horrible I, actually. <laughs> I would I would release him personally. Um I just think he's on a lot of wages and doesn't bring any anything to the club for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, no, it's no hidden secret, I'm, I've never been his biggest fan, um, even, even in his one purple patch for the club, um, I've, I've never been too big a fan, um, but Carl, you, you seem to be one of the more sympathetic ones, at least over WhatsApp, uh, over Lallana, I mean, I think you've mainly talked about him being kind of as a sub to kind of uh, um, see out games, like you mentioned with Henderson earlier, but... What have you thought of Lalana coming back into into the uh, reckoning?
0: Look, you know, let let's let's not try and sugarcoat it. This has been a poor season for for Lalana. You know, for from our point of view and from his point of view, I'm sure. You know, he started what five games, and, which I'm surprised. I thought he'd started like three. And he's made like eight sub appearances. I mean, any professional footballer is going to be frustrated with that. I think a lot of it's been down to to injury, and I mean that that's why I could see Lallana moving in the the summer because he's thirty now. He's going to be thirty one in May. Still um, young though. Still young. Still young. <laughs> yeah, according to Rogers. Maybe Rogers will sign up for his Leicester revolution. Oh, that's sort of ch- I changed my mind. Good show, Carl. <laughs> but I mean, this season. You know, looking at the the players to to rival. And again, as you said, he hasn't really played that much. But but even so, let's look at the players that are to rival him for kind of his role in the team. You know, Keita is a new player who's young, settling in, learning a language, has had a lot of knocks. I mean, you know, we were wondering recently why when Keita finally seemed to be finding some consistency, he suddenly was dropping the team again. But it, it seems that he seems to have another knock, and that's why. Um, so, you know, but you're going to expect a lot more from Kata next season. Ox, basically a write-off for this season. He might make a few sub appearances before the season is out, but he's unlikely to start again. But again, next season with a preseason behind him, he's going to be a factor again. Um, you know, there, there's some people still want us to sign a, a number 10. I, I just think Lelana could find himself. You know, even further down the pecking order. So even if he could have a preseason himself and get fit, I, I just, I just don't think there's going to be that many opportunities for him, which is why, you know, I could see him moving on. But, you know, for, for, as for my general views on, on lana like, I don't think he's as bad as, as people make out. I, I think like the, the good spell he had on the top people, oh, he had a decent three months. And like, I, I think it was a bit longer than three months. And I think, you know, I think he was more than decent. I think he was. A very good player in in that spell. I think he has that in him. If he if he can stay fit and and have a run of games in that midfield role, I don't like him out wide. I mean, I think that's what kind of put a stop to his season. You know that that year where he was suddenly uh, Mane went after the Afcon. He was shoved out wide. His form dipped at a result. He got injured just as, as Manny came back. And then he came back and had a couple of decent performances at the end of the season, but it was kind of too late for him. You know, but I mean, Lalana, just as fitness isn't going to allow that run. We've got to be realistic. And, and that's, that's the unfortunate thing. And that's why we've seen this season, this Lalana that just seems to appear, make a couple of appearances, get injured, come back a few weeks later when you almost forget he's a Liverpool player. And that's been the tale of, of his season. And I mean, Against Burnley, I, th- I thought he put in a solid seven there, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, but then against Fulham, you'd seen the reverse. I, th- I thought he was useless, and, you know, mm. i surprised he lasted on the pitch as long as he did. I mean, uh, as you said, Guy, I do like him as a sub coming on when we're ahead, you know, but I, I think that could be more so because of a lack of better options. I mean, when you look at the alternatives, you're not going to bring Sturridge on when you're ahead. Yeah, he might get you a goal, but He also might, although at the start of the season he was putting it in defensively more, as Klopp even came out and said in an interview, I've never seen Sturridge defend so well, basically, which is true, but he's not doing it now and he hasn't done it for most of his career. Oriki tries, he tries to get stuck in, he tries, but he can also be quite wasteful and lose the ball and, you know, sometimes that can put you in danger. Keita's been, you know, as we said, he was starting to find form recently, but he had been kind of blown hot and cold, so you, you don't know if he's quite reliable, and Klopp has publicly said that Shakiri needs to get better at the, the defensive side and, and the pressing side, so it, I think really it's almost a process of, Adam, uh, of elimination, mm. Adam is a better option when you're ahead, come on, because he, we know he'll run about and he'll press and he'll he'll put his body on the line, and in tackles and you know as well what I like about him when you're ahead is he does as much as his turn twist, and turns tend to frustrate our fans they can also frustrate opposition players at times and he wins free kicks you know he does. I pointed that out a lot in our whatsapp and I've, I've even given examples I've been quick to jump on. look he's won a free kick he's won another one and, and he does do that and it, he's decent for that but if we had a better squad we would probably have players who are better for that and would do a lot offer a lot more than Adam Lalana. So I don't think it's justification to say, Oh, Adam Lalana has a role in the squad because when we're a goal up, he can come on with 15 minutes to go and win us a couple of free kicks and waste some time. <laughs> that, that's not enough. I mean, he's an attacking player at the end of the day. That's, that's his function. You know, we should be saying when we're a goal down, Adam Lalana can come on and make things happen, but he hasn't gotten a goal or an assist this season. So, I mean, that, that just says it all. Like, so for me, I, I think I, I'd, I'm sticking with it that I, I'm, I'd be surprised if this is, is not Adam Lallana's last season at Liverpool. And I'm hoping he can still have a couple of moments in the last few games. If you could get a goal or an assist or even put in a similar performance to the Burnley thing, you know, at least then he'd have contributed somewhat, especially if we pick, pick up some sort of trophy. But, um, I, I just, I just think that the writing's on the wall for him at the, at the moment as, as he, Quickly approaches his, his 31st birthday. I mean, that's, 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 that's gotta be looking at the rest of the squad and the, the ages. I mean, we don't have many players in, in that age group, and I, I just, I can't, can't see him sticking around. But as you
1: mentioned, Rogers is back, so he's got a home somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm sure we can sort of trade out for a couple of their talented players. Um, but we'll move on from Alana and we'll finish up on the midfield. We've kind of, alluded to Fabinho definitely being a starter, Ginny definitely being the starter in Klopp's eyes. I know you disagree with that, Ali. Um, but um, there's that third spot. We've not really mentioned Milner. um, Kater seems to have fallen down the pecking order. So for me, I'd probably say Milner should get the spot just for balance sake um, with the other two for the rest of the season or the majority of the games. Um. Just in a word, um, Ali, who would you like as the third spot in midfield? Who would I like?
2: Or who's going to get it? Oh God, um, might as well do both. Well, obviously I'd, I'd like Keita, you know i just just I just don't see the point of signing him if not um, I, I, I think Henderson will get most of the games um, I can even see Fabinho dropping out at times and going mm. back to Fabinho, Henderson and no, not, sorry, Jeannie Henderson and Milner as well at times. Um, but it's just going to be a rotation of those four for the rest of the season, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I don't see Keita getting many games. Maybe they will have some appearance. Um, that's it, unfortunately. Carl, same question for you.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with Ali that I'd like to see Kate. I mean, as I said, we finally started to see a bit of consistency from him. And I I think he has a bit more to him in in the the creative sense and in the the kind of running at uh, deep line defences, which we do face a lot. but I'd agree with, with Ali and that I, I think we'll kind of see a bit of a rotation. Milner will get a few games. Henderson will get a few games. I do think Kata might get one or two games. I mean, there's a few league games there against, if he's fit, um, against kind of perceived weaker opposition. Um, I mean, let me have a quick look there. Um, Cardiff springs demand. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of the, the, the right side. Um, possibly. Southampton as well. They, they tend to, to, to sit back. I think we got Huddersfield um, as well, if I remember. Huddersfield as well. Like, there are games there where I could see Kate been, been used. Um, you know, either maybe with, with Henderson or with Genie or, and Fabinho. I mean, as, as Ali said, Fabinho might not even start all those games. He could play Henderson at, as the six, you know, against Huddersfield, for, for example. I mean, so I do think Kate will see a bit of Kate at, but I don't think he's going to start like half the games or, you know, two, two maybe three max is, is what we'll probably see from him. I, I do think Henderson will probably get the lion's share and Neonur will pick up the slack. I yeah. mean, for me, though, I, as I kind of alluded to when we were talking about Lalana, I think that that position this season has been somewhat of a write off because Kate has been settling and Knox has been injured. But I think next season there'll be a lot of competition for that position with. You know, between Kata and Ox alone, I think that the two of them are, are going to offer a lot more next season. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that position in the long term, but it, it's a shame that we don't have a fit Oxlade Chamberlain available for the run-in because like, or the, I know Klopp says he's 100% fit, but <laughs> let's be honest. he's no, not. He's not. 100% <laughs> fit. I mean, I, I, some people say they don't think he'll make any appearances at all. I, I could definitely see him making two or three sub appearances, but he's not going to start a game and he's definitely not going to start 10 games. So, it's a shame we don't have him because I think he, if we had a fit Ox, I'd I'd be again I don't want to tempt fate, but I'd be more confident of that thing that that we're in contention for, um, because he I think he's brilliant in that role as we've seen last season, but hmm. um, it's a, it's a uh, but I, I'd agree with Ali, it's it's going to be Henderson and and Milner with with a, a, a sprinkling of Kida probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope it gets quite a decent amount of minutes, at least. But um, we'll we'll move on. I think we're nearly up to an hour now, so we might as well address the defence. I mean, full-backs take care of themselves. Centre-backs, probably before the season, was seen as a problem position. Probably still is, considering the amount of injuries we've got there. But, um, Ali, we've seen Matip come in and... For me anyway, but he's been bloody brilliant since he's got in the team. But um Joe Gomez has I think Klopp well, we can't just really Klopp with fitness, but I think he's now training again, whether he's match fit or whatever. But um once Joe Gomez gets back to being match ready, do you think he he should jump straight back in or do you think we should just run with Matip whilst the um momentum's
2: with him? Yeah, I don't I don't like um Carlos talking about oxygen, I don't see Gomez making many. Many starts this season. Um, he's, he's 15 weeks he's been out so far, guy. Mm. Um, I think it's a big ask to come in and to be the defender he was um, before he got injured. I mean, before he got. I, I mean, it, let's, again, we talk about if we could get the Ox before he was injured, if we could get that form right back away straight away. You know, you play him every game, he'd be the same way with, with Gomez. But Matip seems to have built up a nice understanding and. Good chemistry with Van Dyke. I was a I was a big crit- critic, uh, matter to the point I even said Logren was you know was actually a better defender at times. And I just thought he was prone to so many mistakes. Um, but he seems to have settled now. Seems to have calmed well because he's quite he's quite an erratic defender, you know. When he's mm. he's busting runs, but he seems to have calmed them and there's a bit more intelligence about them now. Um, doing them at the right time. He just seems his positional sense. Whether that's down to Van Dyke talking to him or. Just playing together, you know, building up that partnership, but this run of games I just wouldn't disturb it, I just, I don't think it's fair on um whether it's your long-term partnership, but certainly for this season, I would say those, those two um, should be your should be your first choice, depending on injury suspension type things, but I think the back four should really pick itself now, um, for the rest of the season mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree with that Carl, um, your thoughts on the uh, centre-back situation?
0: Yeah, I'd agree I mean, I'm, like Ali, I was a big Critic of Matabujan, I'm the one who who sticks up for the players that are, that are getting abused. But you I know, with Matib, I I I was his bigger biggest critic probably among us, um, because I just thought he was so lackadaisical and, and so frustrating, and and let, don't even get me started on the injuries. I mean, he was like another Sacko. So, you know, for me, I just I wanted nothing to do with Matt and I, I would have had Lovern ahead of him. And and while I still think. An on-form Lovren is probably a slightly better defender than Matip. I think there's no contention that (laughs) that Matip (laughs) is a much more talented footballer than Lovren. And and I think Matip is on such good form at the moment, I I wouldn't want to disturb that. I mean, I'm not ruling out Matip having one of his lackadaisical moments and slipping into some poor form. And if that happens, then it would be nice to have Joe Gomez to, to step back in there um, you know, as, as long as he's fit, but I, I still think it'll probably be another month before he's, he's match sharp. And by that point, there's not many games left. Um, I mean, with, with Gomez, I could actually see as much as it pains me to say it. I, I can see Gomez appearing on both flanks before the season is out. I could see him starting a game at right back, maybe even a couple. I could even see him starting a game at left back. I think in a way, it's a necessary evil. Because I do think at times, you know, we've seen Trent pick up some niggly injuries. And although Robertson has managed to stay fit, he has looked tired at points. And I do think, that's why I was glad that he had his dentist appointment and didn't play for Scotland. Yeah, his form's Uh, not been the same, has it? Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, he's not been awful, but he's not been the best left back in the, the league that he was for many months of the season. So I do think Gomez could pop up in those positions before the season. And for that reason, as much as I hate seeing him a fallback, it's, it's at least nice to have that option because at the moment we, we don't have fallback cover. I mean, I don't want Milner there. I don't really, I don't. We could play Moreno against Huddersfield at Anfield, but no other game basically would I trust him in. And he's, that's because Huddersfield can't buy He's scoring a hat-trick against Porto. It's been decided. You know, so... Oh yeah, maybe there. Um. So I don't. Um. Like I. I. I want us to sign at least one fullback, possibly two, in the summer, so we have those that option. But for now, Gomez is an okay option there. I mean, the as for Lover and we we didn't really in touch on him, but I don't really see Lover and getting many minutes at all before the season's out. And then mm. you know I, I'd suddenly ask the question, although before Klopp seemed to like him, even though fans didn't agree with him, Lover and has an ego, and if he's suddenly for choice and perceives himself as so, such, you know, I could see him kind of saying to his agent, here, get me a new gig, I want to go and start, you know, because he's, he's our oldest centre back as well, like his age isn't on his, like he's not old for a centre back, but he's the eldest of the four. Needs to be You you know, similar to Lalana, although maybe less extreme because he doesn't quite have, he's not quite on Lalana's level injury wise, I, I could see Lovren looking for pastors new in the summer, which <laughs> I would welcome because I think we need a new centre back anyway. Because Mata mm. for me isn't a long term, nor is Joe Gomez because I, I think he has injury problems. I I want to definitely in the squad long term, but I think we could do it like a reliable partner for Van Dijk that that can be there week in week out beside him because he's there week in week out. And you know I, I want to go back to the days of where every week we just look at the the Liverpool team and be like, that's ah, who be a Carragher? You know, they don't yeah. even have to look at the centre backs. You knew who it was going to be, and I want to go back to that because I mean, that's. I think that's when you get the best of a defence is when you have a steady two.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Now, and I think Lovren. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the actual credibility of the links, but I think he's been linked with like AC Milan this morning and some other Italian teams. I didn't really look at. It. I'm sure I saw AC Milan in there. I don't know why, but um yeah, I think he's been linked with a couple of teams. Um We've got a little bit of time. Obviously, Spurs is on Sunday. Um, Ali, confident?
2: Mm, Look, like I said to you, the e pod guy. I just, I don't think I've been confident in a Liverpool game this season. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, to enjoy games just now. I've Kind of welcome this international break. The stress and anxiety is really getting to me. Um, I just, I'd like. Maybe when we're in this position, you know, on a regular basis it might be nicer, but um I I just I bloody hate Spurs. Um <laughs> They used to they used to be a team I used to be quite you know, quite a soft spot for. They played nice football. Poch was a good coach, but they've just become like proper like Lovren type egos, you know, with no justification to it. Um and, and Harry Kane is still arguably one of the worst football players I've ever watched. Um, and I just I, I can't can't have that team beat us. I really can't. So yeah, we're
1: going to smash them six 0 Ah, you've you've done it now. Uh you've done it now. But Carl, you're are you confident?
0: I'm I'm not confident, but I'm not shitting it either. I mean, I definitely think we're favourites, and so we should be. We're we're at home. We're although we haven't been our flowing best in recent weeks. We're definitely more informed than they are. They've been on quite poor form. Um, and it, it almost feels like their season's winding down somewhat. although they can't really afford it to because they need to get top four. Um, you know, so I think they've had some injuries, although they apparently have some players on the way back. I think Deli Ali's back. He was kind of involved in the England training and that kind of thing. Um, so... But Spurs, you can never count Spurs quite out, despite their form. They have a lot of talented players there. I think at the moment, their defence is suspect. You, you can get at them. Mm. Especially early, I've noticed this season, and, and we, obviously, recent weeks, Van Dijk's been coming into his own there, so I'd hope that that's something, if we can get someone love, to actually take it run the up corner, front. Love uh, run up front. yeah. I, like I, I think, I think we can cause them a lot of problems, but we know they can cause us problems. We know, you know, Sons had a good season. I mean, our, you know, our fullbacks are quite at their best at the moment. If if he could get at them there, and you know, Harry Kane definitely going to have his moments, and um, you know, if they, they they have threats. So it is a, you know, they definitely. They're a threat and they're a concern, and this is a must-win game. If this was a game where we could take a point, you know, if we had a gap on City, that'd be okay. But we need to win this game. If we fail to win, you know, a draw against Spurs usually you wouldn't think it was the end of the world, but it will be the end of the world for us considering the circumstances. So we have to win this game. Um, I mean, my my best mate happens to be a Spurs fan, and we were sitting in the pub there the, last week uh, for the rugby. Um, which we, we're glad this isn't a rugby pod. Um, but you know, he, he was saying, like, looking at Spurs remaining fixtures, he pointed out Liverpool and City as write-offs. Like, he, ex- he fully expects Spurs to lose those two games. He said, like, cause he was happy with the fact that the majority of Spurs games to come are home. Their only other away game other than those two is Bournemouth, and he's confident they'll be Bournemouth. So he thinks they can just do enough. But he still expects to lose those games because he said, obviously, away from home, they haven't been that great. Particularly, they don't have a great record at either of those stadiums. And he said, look at the two games earlier this season where Spurs were, you know, they, they only lost by a goal to Liverpool, but at the same time, that flattered them. Like Spurs, without getting out, without hitting their top gear, could have hit five or six into the back of the Spurs net. Like that, and that's not an exaggeration. Some would say we were lucky, somewhat because they should have a pen right at the end. But I mean, that that would have been luck for them, in in my point of view, because mm. it, it should have been out of sight. And I think we're we're capable of of playing that way. So I, I can see kind of why he's nervous, but at the same time, I can't quite be confident because Spurs are a decent side, and and there's been times this season where they they have been brilliant. You know, in in Europe against Dortmund and against United earlier in the season. So. I mean, if I, if I'm betting, I'm, I'm betting on Liverpool, as I said, they're, they're favourites, but I, I, I can't quite say confident because Spurs are a very good side on their day.
1: Yeah, I agree with all that. It's, um. I just want it. I want it over and done with, really. <laughs> that, that's probably the best. We had. Just get it over and done with, it and we can hopefully get on to some of our easier games before Chelsea. Um, but we'll finish up there, and I'll, I'll come and plugs before we actually do finish. Ali, any um, uh, pods you've got coming up?
2: No, nothing just now. Uh, I had a week off my my review show this week, so um, I mean, check out the guys on Man and the Poster Sunday review show if you like. Update on all all the weekends games, not just just Liverpool ones. Um, we basically slag off all teams. It's it's fun. Good
1: stuff. Good stuff. And um, Carl, anything that uh, we're doing
0: tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. So um, once again, you know, we we keep saying we're going to do it weekly, and something keeps coming up. But we are going to be recording a one up tomorrow and it's one not to be missed if, if you enjoy your video games because there's been a lot of of news you know it's got a certain company's streaming platform and um we've we've got some some uh kind of rumors about uh console kind of newer versions of of a, a certain handheld console hybrid so um, I mean, there's a lot of for us to discuss, so um, I'm sure that'll be up over the weekend. So, so make sure to ke- to keep a lookout for it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've what we've got ahead,
1: and I'll probably be on every podcast in the background at the very least. Um, but yeah, do do check out one up tomorrow. It should be a belter. I've got some um, PWI out uh today as well, but we might come up tomorrow actually. Um, but yeah, do check out all those pods. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining me, you too. Goodbye.